Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 80 of the Marriage Puzzle Podcast. Last week, we talked about the concept of deposits and withdrawals in your quote-unquote relationship bank account. Not a real bank account, but the uh, account of your relationship and how you need to uh, have positive deposits into it to um, build your fondness and admiration in your marriage for your spouse. This week, we're going to be talking about the third principle in the book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work, which is turning toward each other instead of away from your spouse. Now, we said this is the third principle, but this is actually the sixth week that we've been talking about the book. So make sure you go back and check out some of the past episodes and get caught up if you're if you're a little bit behind. Um, and make sure you go get the book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work, on our website at marriagepuzzle.com slash books so you can catch up to where we're at and follow along with us. Yeah, the author of the book, John Gottman, says, for many couples, just realizing that they shouldn't take their everyday interactions for granted makes an enormous difference in their relationship. Remind yourself that being helpful to each other will do far more to strengthen and the passion of your marriage than a two-week Bahama getaway. Yeah, so we actually just got back from a beach vacation. Uh, we live in Florida. We're a couple hours away from the beach, so we decided to take a week off, and for us, this was not just a couple's getaway. Uh-uh. <laughs> we uh, had all four of our kids with us as well. Yes, we said four kids. So uh, it definitely was not just a couple's vacation. Um, But for us, because we're in a happy marriage, it gave us the opportunity to still reconnect as a couple because we've been laying the foundation for this trip for the entire last year. And so, you know, we've we've had a pretty eventful year over the last year. Yeah. So it's what it's saying is a Bahamas getaway or taking a trip to any beach is not is not bad, but um you know, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons of uh, not just trying to go fix your marriage. And so, yes, with our our four kids in tow, we went, but it was really to reflect over our past year, because if you're listening to this episode in real time, it's um, coming up at the end of April of 2023. So um, just last May, uh, almost exactly a year ago, we were pregnant with our fourth child, but my water broke um, at 19 weeks. So if you don't know, pregnancies are normally around all the way to 40 weeks. <laughs> so not even 50% of the way through. Um, and our other kids came early. We have twins. Um, that's kind of how it started. Um, they're nine now, and they came uh, about 10 weeks early. And then our, our daughter's four, and she came about five weeks early. So I knew we'd ha- maybe have another preemie. But at 19 weeks, that was very, very, very scary. Mm-hmm. Um for the viability of of the baby and so I went on immediate bed rest and um and then in June of that year our son Jordan was born at 25 weeks um pregnant so I wasn't due till September 30th and he came in June so um uh 
had had lots lots and lots of things mainly uh, chronic lung disease from um, my water breaking at 19 weeks and so um, that's when our uh, his NICU journey started and um, we had done the NICU with the twins but that was more like a six-week journey and Jordan was there for almost five months and when you're in the NICU if you haven't had that experience you don't know when you're going home so you're just stuck every day counting up the days instead of down because you don't know when you're gonna get that ticket home and so you might be like oh only five months well that's like the longest five months of your life until you get you know the little graduation certificate (laughs) he's doing great now so that's that's good you know fast forward to almost 10 months of him being born and he's he's doing well but that's still not the end of the eventfulness of last year. Yeah, I thought after that um, long journey from, you know, May to now, um, he came home in November, that we could take that breath and and breathe. And then my dad went into the hospital in December. So right when we get out of the hospital, um, my dad had been sick um, with cancer for a while, but it just really picked up then once we got Jordan home. And then um, my dad kind of went through the same things that we went through in the NICU just at the end of life. And he passed away um, right before Christmas. And so that was another emotional um, thing. And I'd already lost my grandmother that year in August with uh, Jordan in the NICU. So loss was just in full swing, it felt like, as we're trying to um, keep our baby alive as well. And so um, Jordan came home on oxygen and a feeding tube, and he now has a lot of doctor's appointments and specialists and therapies. Like Tom said, he's doing great for what he's been through. Um, And so if you know anything about babies, he's uh, 10 months old and weighs 14 pounds. So he's still a little guy, but he started at one pound, 13 ounces. So we see him as a big, um, healthy bundle of joy. Um, but yeah, just trying to get through, you know, uh, the trauma that we went through where, you know, in the holidays, um, we then completely, uh, pulled our kids, our older, uh, kids from school and, uh, from the school that they were at and started homeschooling them (laughs) to just kind of regroup as a family. And, um, and so, yeah, that beach vacation was kind of like, oh, like let's regroup as a family, but also celebrate what we've made it through mm-hmm. in a very, very trying and busy year for all six of us uh, in our family. Yeah. And, you know, going through all of that, we had to figure out how to turn towards each other and pick up each other's slack and help each other in those times of need. Um, that's doing that along the way and knowing like, it was hard. Every day was hard for both of us during all of that. And some days harder for you than for me and some days harder for me than for you. And yeah. that's where we just had to say like, okay, you know, pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and, you know, whatever in the world that saying means. But like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you know, we, we really just had to say, okay, if today's not my day to have a hard day, like I got to be there for you and, you know, vice versa. We, we both had our, had our tough days and we just really had to genuinely care to pick up the other person's slack and not hold that against 
each other. Right. That was like the other side of it is that it wasn't like, you know, you were having a hard time. And so I was getting frustrated with that. Was the situation overall frustrating? Yes, it was frustrating for both of us. But we couldn't have made it through without picking up that slack for each other, without just hooking arms and trying to get through it together. And by uh, by building that um, foundation, that allowed us to actually relax and reconnect with each other as a couple, but also with our family on vacation. Um, but, you know, revisiting some of those examples from last year, if we would have turned away from each other instead of toward each other and didn't take the time to build that foundation, at the end of any normal day, normal, whatever normal would have been <laughs> during that, um, we probably wouldn't really have that much desire to talk to each other or connect with each other in any way because, you know, we're not putting in the effort to say, like, I'm here for you. I've got you. I've got your back. Like, I'm standing with you through all of this. And you know, so we're not, if I'm not, like, if I'm not standing with you through all that, you're going to, why do I want to talk to you at the end of the night? Like, I don't have anything <laughs> good to say to you, so why would I say anything? So, like, that that's, that's why it's so important, so. Yeah, and that's, I think, why we share our story, because we go through hard times just like anyone else. And we have always said, you know, this is our story with our kids and our hospital experiences. But um, insert your story in that. And then, you know, then being married to someone and going through that with them is um, you have that choice every day to turn towards each other or away. And I'm really thankful that, you know, we had the 16 plus years of marriage, that foundation that we've built up so that when these unexpected things happened um we weren't in a rocky season in our marriage like it was a rocky season for our family but we had that we had each other and I couldn't have gotten through it without <laughs> you and without our relationship being sturdy because when you go through stressful times it's much much easier for hurtful things to be said, um, and it's easier to be offended by those hurtful things. So we weren't perfect in that. Like I know I said and did things out of crazy emotions that I was feeling, um, and then it just felt like one thing after another, a lot in that season, and um, and then you know vice versa of like. Even Thomas stepped up so much, but I was taking so many things like personally too, you know, just waiting for that uh, another thing to fall through. And, um, and so, yeah, we had to make a daily choice to not be offended and be careful <laughs> of what we were saying so that we could continue to turn toward each other instead of using that to, to put a wedge between us. Yeah. We said in a recent episode over the last couple of weeks that, uh, the marriages already have that, you know, t times where you go through where you're just annoyed with your spouse no matter what. And those little annoyances in under under great stress, like some of what we we're talking about that we went through, will just be amplified. So if you're not building that foundation and purposefully trying to be there for each other and turn toward each other, then <clears throat> you're just going to those, those annoyances are going to be amplified. And, you know, because we had been working on that all throughout and, and, you know, we don't 
say that to be boastful by any means. It's just, this is just our story. And so because we had done that, there was never that thought of, wow, we're not going to make it through this. Mm -hmm. You know, we never had to be concerned about the toll that it was going to take on our family because we knew as uh, the core of our family, you and I, as the core of our family, we were going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And so the rest of our, so our kids were going to be fine to make it through this. And so, you know, kind of saying all that to say, if you can sift through the emotions of your spouse in their stress-filled moments, and hear actually hear their cries for help in that then you're much you're going to, it's going to be much easier uh, for you to turn towards them in those situations uh, when they speak harshly to you rather than getting defensive uh, if you can recognize the situation and ask questions like how can i help or what can i do to make this easier for right now for you right now then they'll definitely feel your support and that's going to help each day move forward through these situations. Oh, that was that was huge because then I could answer that honestly instead of you just trying to fix it and doing what you think, um, which would have been different than what I think. But being able to speak into how you could help might be some might be doing something. It might have also just been sitting with me and letting me cry or just listening. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a huge like take away right there just ask asking your spouse like how can i help yeah, that's exactly what i was going to say i was <laughs> I, I i wanted to point that out that it's not always a thing you can do to fix the situation sometimes they just need you to be there mm -hmm. they just need you to shut your mouth and listen and let them vent um and and yeah so i'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I, I that's what i wanted to make sure came across i remember a time i probably did this more than once of <laughs> you just like asking uh, you know that question and I I just was crying and I was like can I have a hug <laughs> like like it was so simple of just something I could have done and just embraced you and gotten a hug but it was like I wanted to tell you that's how you can help me right now is this it just give me a hug well and there's something so deep and symbolic about that you said you could have just walked up and given me a hug but in that moment you had probably you were probably so empty of you know just just the ability to give anything else you needed to receive mm -hmm. and so to be able to articulate that and ask and actually just receive a hug instead of giving a hug like there's there's just something deep in there too and so just being able to answer that to ask those questions to your spouse if they're the ones having the emotion that you're trying to sift through and if you are the spouse that's having the emotion, being able to articulate something to your spouse and realizing they're not just trying to just fix the situation and make it go away. They genuinely want to help you. They want to figure out how they can be helpful. Because if, if for me, I can speak for myself in this situation, when you were going through some of that, we, but you know, you went through a lot more. I mean, it was, he was your dad. I mean, that's, that's a, that affected you on a whole different level than it did me. And that I sometimes I just felt awkward like what should I do or say I didn't know and so for you to be able to articulate anything back to me in those moments was extremely helpful for me to not for me to feel useful mm -hmm. and not useless and so yeah I think to turn toward your spouse just give your partner the gift of you being there both physically and emotionally 
And even in the book, John Gottman explains that after years of studying couples, even it was clear to him (laughs) that happy couples had this motto of when you're in pain, the world stops and I listen. And I just love that because the world really didn't stop in, in this chaos that we were in, that we were living. Everyone's lives continued on. And yet when it comes to your marriage, when you're in pain, the world stops and I listen. Yeah, that's that's huge. I mean, to be if you can make your spouse feel like everything has stopped around them because you got such dialed in attention on them in their time of need, then it's going to feel like the world stopped in a good way mm-hmm. um, that that you were just the center of their world. And so or they were just the center of your world. Um, depending on which way you're looking at it from. So, um, but in order to achieve real intimacy, you also need to be there for your partner to see the world from his or her perspective and empathize with their feelings. That's kind of what we were just talking about. If, if you can really truly do everything you can to get on their level or in their headspace to try and see how they're seeing things, that's when you're going to see your relationship's intimacy at its deepest. Yeah. So I hope that was encouraging to you um, as you go turn towards your spouse instead of away from them. And um, thanks for listening to our story. So uh, we look forward to you joining us next week where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time. See you later. Have a great week. Oh,